Guess what? Today is about mental health within the school system. That's what we'll be talking about today. Yes. Um, but before we dive into that tea, um, I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming back to us. Um, this episode might be a little triggering for some people. Um, you know, like we said in our first episode and how we're going to continue to say, this is only going to be like our opinions. Yeah. Um, from our perspectives, especially this topic for us as two educators and seeing mental health. So this is kind of our perspective um, out there. So definitely reach out, comment, um, DM. There will be a part two as well. You know, today's episode, we are going to talk about mental health, you know, within secondary schooling, but it's more like an awareness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is happening. This is what's going on. Part two, we're going to break down. Now, what do we do? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, so definitely hit us up, talk to us. Please, us if you got questions, you got comments, please send it our way. But look, we here, we Gucci, we about to get into this tea. So I'm gonna need y'all to sit back, get that water boiling, get your nice hot and tea, do what you wanna do. I don't care, but Brie, you ready? I'm ready. All right, girl. wait, why did we make tea? I don't know. It's too late. We already missed it. <laughs> well, I had a chai, la- uh, a chai tea latte with soy milk and two pumps of vanilla or three pumps of vanilla. Um, on the way over here. Ooh, he bougie. I know. That's what somebody <laughs> said. They were like, Dwayne, you bougie. I was like, thank you. When you go to Starbucks, you got to be bougie. Like, I'm weird. There's no way around it. Like, if you don't go, yeah, you got those orders where people are like, yeah, can I just get a latte? Or can I just get this? But then, No, they better than my boo. He orders a cake pop and walks out. What kind <laughs> of shit is that? Weird. What is that? <laughs> a cake pop. Yeah, but yeah, you gotta be bougie going into Starbucks. Like, I don't even know all the Starbucks drinks. People be like, "Oh yeah, I got this from Star- the Starbucks." Like the pink drink. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Oh pink no, the drink? pink drink's my joke. See, that's I what I'm like talking about though. Drink. Is that the one with the coconut milk and all yes. that? Yeah, that's what I'm like. It'll I'm, change your life. Or the hibiscus. I don't like coconut milk like that. What? Like I put it in food, but I can't. I don't think I can drink it separately. It's Are too, you? Yeah. No. But I'm being attacked. You be in the heat of July <laughs> and you take that sip. literally but wait 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 rewind today's episode (laughs) and this is this is probably we will digress but we will come back okay yes um so yeah so let's let's jump into this tea so this week and i feel like a lot of our inspiration does come from our own jobs Mm -hmm. you know we're both educators working in the schools you're high school i'm middle school i uh the other day we were discussing, I have a co-teacher, we were discussing, you know, upcoming due dates, expectations, and I'm, I'm, I'm an educator where I like to focus on, um, what are you learning from this? I do like deadlines. I do think mm-hmm. teaching those skills, you know, 
are good. And they do need them. Yeah. However, I feel like it's in within reason, you know? My my coworker, we were discussing deadlines coming up, the, you know, consequences of not keeping such deadlines and what's gonna happen to you if you don't turn this in and mm-hmm. It was just so pressuring that even I started to feel like I was being closed in. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, one of my students were hyperventilating, you know? And I mean, it it turned into a full-fledged panic attack. I mean, lay on the floor, patterned breathing, and, you know, trying to calm her down because of the stress that the teachers were putting on her, Mm -hmm. you know? Do you think it was like, was it... Was your co-teacher, who I'm assuming kind of like initiate, kind of not her fault, but you know, initiated kind of this panic attack. Was it like too much or was it just enough? I think it was too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I have expectations. I'm not saying that, you know, we can't hold, you know, these students up to a certain standard. However, she's 12. We're, We're teaching. And as we're teaching, you explain certain things like, hey, I have a deadline, this and this and this. However, if you have a serious, you know, problem going on, whether it's at home, other things going on at school, talk to us. Mm-hmm. We can work around those deadlines. That's true. I feel that. You know, it, but we still uphold, you know, certain standards. It's just you also have to realize that as educators, you're not just teaching content. You're not just, you know, collecting a grade and putting things into a grade book. You're nurturing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not just saying, hey, you know, learn about China. We're also saying you, you know, we're trying to teach you skills so you can be an effective adult in society. Mm-hmm. We're teaching citizenship. That's true. Across all subjects, you know. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we miss that nurturing piece where instead of teaching, like this is how you keep deadlines. Let's do a planner. Mm-hmm. If you're scatterbrained, hey, let's write it down. We'll do sticky notes. We'll do highlighter. We'll color code this thing. We'll teach you how to get more on top of it. Not just, oh, you didn't turn it in. That sucks for you. You're failing the class. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I feel like we grew up in that, though. Yeah. We grew up like, oh, you didn't turn that drug in? Well, too late, too bad. Move <laughs> on to the next thing. But I feel like now, when you talk about nurturing, I'm all about nurturing and teaching these kids accountability and mm-hmm. holding them to a separate, holding up to a standard. But I also feel like we're also nurturing them too much. Oh, yeah. Because... This is coming from, I've worked in, now this is my second high school that I've worked in, mm-hmm. and you know, I've also been in internships in a high school, and I also feel like there has been a lot of, there's been a lot of nurturing where kids are getting the the chance to retest when they mm-hmm. fail a test, which which can be great, but at the same time, some of these kids have the philosophy or the idea thinking like, oh, I can fail this test. Cause I can go, I can take, I can retake it. Mm-hmm. Now there's some, you know, some situations or not situations, but there's um, guidelines to, yeah, you can retake the test, but you can only get up to an 80. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my school's policy. However, I feel like that's okay. If you're talking about like summative assessment, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's cool. But you're just talking about basic homework assignments and stuff where you're not the only teacher giving big projects. Yeah giving you know papers yeah you know there should be some kind of and then don't just say you know it's do this and when you see the students struggling mm-hmm. leave them on their own i feel like that's when we can come in and that's where you don't want to nurture too much and go oh it's okay you didn't turn this in turn it in whenever you feel like it but that's why i feel like we kind of get in there oh i don't I know feel like, i feel like <laughs> my school 
is kind of there because oh. the two previous schools has kind of been there because it's like the kids know they that some the te- they know the kids know the teachers will work with them and there's nothing wrong with that because if you have an issue really going on mm-hmm. they will work with you like if you have an anxiety if you had a panic attack and there's a death in the family and there's something really going on that's what you want to see you want the teachers to work with them but at the yeah. same i think on the flip side some kids take advantage of that of that you see so for me at my school i don't see a lot of that oh I don't see that at all. It's no kindness, no understanding. Now, mm-hmm. not every, you know, yeah. of course, but just, when, you know, working with some of the teachers, I just don't see that to the point where the kid gets so stressed out that they don't feel comfortable coming to you and saying, I need help because I'm not keeping up with things. I can't find enough time to mm-hmm. figure this out. What do I do? And that's where you don't necessarily have to nurture. No, just turn it in whenever you feel like it, but you mm-hmm. teach. Now, that's when you teach. Now I'm wondering, like, because I only have the high school perspective. Yeah. Is that the middle school perspective? Like, for all middle school across the board, or is that kind of your middle school? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I feel like in middle school, they are trying to, like, teach, teach. kids mm-hmm. that, oh, high school is going to be hard. And, yes, high school is going to be hard, depending on, like, the classes you take in, honors, AP, dual enrollment, yes. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like... Is middle school making it too hard? So when the kids come to high school and high school is kind of relaxed, mm. a little low-key, um, that kids start to be like, oh, I can play my teacher. Oh, I can play so-and-so. Or not play yeah. or just, you know, work the system to their advantage. Well, that's the whole thing about, like, our education system. Mm-hmm. It differs from county to county, it, state it, to state. It really does. Standards are so different. Where you've got one middle school who's like, say they're like, hey, we expect these standards. We expect excellent. We're going to teach you how to get there, I'm not good. coddle you. We're going to teach you how to get there. And it's then they move on to high school and I've, whatever. It is It is different from county and it's definitely different from state to state. Like, I'm telling you, you <laughs> see these kids, when I see these kids coming from like Florida and California because um, their family moved over here and you're looking at, I'm looking at these transcripts and I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, in Virginia, you need to have English 9, 10, 11, and 12 yeah. to graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here looking at these kids from Florida and California. They be failing like English 1 or their English 9, English 1, but they moving up to English 2. And I'm like, why did you move them up to English 2 if they failed English 1? And now they come up here. They sit here thinking they about to graduate. Ah, boo, you're not going to graduate because guess what? You behind Virginia standards are... So, totally, yeah. yeah. And, and then speaking more specifically on sta- um, like county to county, like... Our first, my first job was in Virginia Beach, and me coming up to Northern Virginia is like it's a 180. Mm-hmm. It's a oh a, a 180. Like the vibe is different. The pre, the, I can feel pressure, and you just feel like these kids are just like trying to grasp. Some of these kids are gasping for breath. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. The student that I was, you know, talking about, they had a panic mm-hmm. attack. I think she came from a situation where. It was a little bit more relaxed, like, hey, you know, we're going to talk about... It's also how you say certain things. Mm-hmm. I think if, you, you know, you just come at it like, hey, this is the deadline I expect this to be done. If you need help trying to meet that deadline, let's mm-hmm. talk after class. But it's also how you come across, just like, you know, leaving that out to hang and dry when they're kind of used to more, you know, hand-holding. That true. can put them in serious shock. Yeah, what grade was a student? Seventh. Okay. So we're talking 12 years, you know, yeah. old, 7th grade. We still 
expecting we trying to teach them some independence. Yeah, we're teaching the head. But we still there. Yeah, we want you to rise to this level. But if you kind of struggling, because some students take that and they're like, boom, I got you. Mm-hmm. They they got their little notepad off. You know, I remember when I was growing up, my mom like always instituted write it down. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna forget, write it down. Write it down. So she even went to our PTA board at school. It was like, hey, y'all gonna give these students planners? We don't get planners anymore. Yes. And my thing is I thrive I was in fourth grade. Write my journal in a planner. I was too. Yeah. But I think a lot of now, these kids don't write things down. Down. Everything's online. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, but there's Google calendars, Blackboard, whatever it is. But when you're not turning using, stuff in you don't even have to turn papers in a lot. You legit go on Google, turn in. That's all you got to do. But yeah, a lot of these kids, because kids, my kids will 504 or IEPs. We're like, oh, can't you just write this down? They're like, they don't like to write things down. That's what the parents are telling us. Like, they won't do it because they forget. Okay, take a picture with your phone. Okay. they Sometimes they'll do it. Sometimes they won't. It's Maybe like, the planner doesn't work for you. That's yeah. why our phones come with so many <laughs> tools, apps. That's, yeah, that's the thing. These kids, some of these kids don't want to use it. Like, I'm not saying that all kids. Some kids do probably use a planner. And some kids are probably using their phone and connecting Google calendars or mm-hmm. whatever kind of calendar. Or just a phone. plain piece of paper. Yeah, or writing it down where they know they're going to mm-hmm. find it. But then you got, you know, the kids that you feel like that really need it are not doing it. And you just be like, what do you want from me? Like, do you want me to spoon feed it to you? Do you like, what do you need from me? Or, but do they really know how to? I got I got some kids, especially because you know working with ESOL students, mm-hmm. they're like, "What is this?" That's true. What is this? What is it? Just like the dictionaries, I, you know, we give so many accommodations to you know students who are learning English for the first time. Mm-hmm. We give them a dictionary. That's fantastic. Do they know how to use that? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you don't know what accommodation is, it's kind of like a tool or assistance. That we give to certain students, particularly students with 504, 504 plans or um, an IEP, which all falls under special education. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, they don't. Some of these kids don't know what that is. They don't know. They don't know. They don't even know they can access it. Or you get the flip side where you know where the student needs it, needs it mm-hmm. but they don't want to access it. And I feel- they don't want to use it because they want to seem, quote unquote, normal. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we touched on a lot, like a lot of good things so far, and I feel like the common thread is: are we coddling the children? Are we not, you know, teaching them, you know, nurturing them to be effective adults and citizens in society? I say no. Or no, maybe. Is it kind of like a, you know, we're doing a little bit of both? It's too much going on where we're not all, you know, the education system isn't on the same page. Yes. On how we're trying to raise these young citizens, you know. Mm-hmm. On one hand, we're stressing them out. No. I said we stressing them out and they stressing themselves out. Yeah. And I mean, look at how, like, I remember, I was talking to my mom about this. She said when she went to college, she got a job because she was bored. Mm-hmm. When I went to college, I worked four to make ends meet. And I had two. And I was living off my student loans. You know, so. it just... I feel like education itself is different. It is. You know, I feel like, you know, as a young student, you have so much expectations. You have so much riding on this. I have to do well because I have mm-hmm. to get into that AP class. So that AP class will help me get into college and I can I take college get, courses I early. Yeah. my GPA up. Yeah. And like, shut up. You're 12. You're already, you know. He's like, calm down. But, less, but I yes. feel like society has done it too but is it yeah is it society i don't know like I, we only can i only can speak from virginia's perspective so right. you know, i grew up in um the south of virginia so the richmond area 
the outskirts of Richmond, and I feel like that's central. Is that central? Bitch, <laughs> it was south to me, okay? Lord, it's worse. central because I'm on the outskirts, so I'm you true. Yeah, I'm on the outskirts of Richmond. I just tell people Richmond because motherfuckers don't know where I be at. Yeah, that's true. Really you get into that country part of like the Richmond area, they be like, "What is that?" And that's where I'm from. I'm from that country part. Me too. From the suburbs, it's more suburbies now. Um, but. I feel like the re- the remaining of Virginia, like you come out of Northern Virginia, and all Virginians would be like, Northern Virginia is different from the rest yes. of Virginia. And then you, there's also that conversation of like, West. What is it? West or is it South? Is it West? North? East? You talk West. Mm-hmm. West. Mm-hmm. You got to pull out the dog. <laughs> like, I, I need a compass, y'all. I need a compass. <laughs> Where the map? Uh, and here, the West of Virginia. So that's like Harrisonburg, Roanoke, mm-hmm. um, the Blue Ridge area. People would be like. What's that? <laughs> right. They be like, so all of Virginia be like, what's that over there? Um, I never, you know, I never hear anything about like the Richmond part. We, nobody ever talks about us other than like it's because of eight oh four. Eight oh four, we ratchet. That <laughs> eight, eight, eight. or the seven five, seven five. Okay. Um, Ask someone from the seven five why they live the seven five. They can't answer you. They, can't. they just, they just start like shooting like you know, <laughs> you picking guns. Like, seven, seven five, seven eight. five. <laughs> Yes, 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 guy. Um, but I feel like in North, from Northern Virginia to the remaining of Virginia, it's relaxed to a point, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that these the kids in the like in the remaining of Virginia compared to the kids in um, Northern Virginia are you know not stressed out because you there are those pockets mm-hmm. who are dealing with mental health, who are dealing with um, pressures in school, want to be the best they can be, be the top of the class, so they can get to the best school. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I feel like. The remaining of Virginia is like, yeah, we chilling. We all right. Yeah, we going to make it somewhere. But here, I feel like in Northern Virginia, it's like, I got to take this many AP classes. I got to have this GPA. I got to have this grade. But I can make it to such and such school. And you're just sitting there like, why do you want to go to that school? And a lot of these kids be like, they look at you and just they're like, I don't know. You want to go because of the name? Like, do they have your major? Da, 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 da. And it's kind of like. I just want to go to that school because everybody want to go to that school kind of thing, kind of feel. And yeah, there's we don't other preach reasons. community colleges enough either. Ooh, girl, let's Cheaper don't even get option. me started. That's on a whole nother college and northern because they all think it's a joke. And it's so it's so much cheaper in the education is the same quality. But I also think that same that same feeling. I think community college across the board, no matter where you yes. are. Yes. Oh well, Virginia. The stigma against this, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just community college, y'all. Like. Yeah, you living at home. Don't worry about what you with the person on your right, the person on your left, the person in front of you, and the person behind you. What they doing? Worry about what you doing. Because you about to save twenty thousand dollars, but blessed because I did one year community college and saved twenty thousand dollars. I'm still in debt though because I decided to transfer to George Mason and I'm happy I did because I met you, Priyanka. I know. I did all four years at George Mason and crying tears. <laughs> oh, should we have said that? What? We love you, George Mason. <laughs> But I feel like the pressure these kids, I think it's, it's different. Because these kids up north, from my experience, they they I on a different level. They I like, they got to get to the best. I wouldn't even say it's that. I feel like I was kind of put under the same pressure too. Mm-hmm. But it was just different in a certain, and a lot of it was, you know, me. I, I, I wanted a certain career. I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. me, I couldn't be, at that point, I wanted to be a doctor. 
I can't, you know, I had yeah, to go to sc- I had to go to school. That's for sure. Even going to becoming a teacher, I couldn't drop out when I realized that you know being a doctor isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I still had to stay in school because to be a teacher, you know, yeah. I'm in grad school now and I'm struggling, but I still am trying to push through because I've got a goal to meet. I know that's right. I see that. I feel mm-hmm. that. Um, but I don't know. I I really do because I didn't I don't know maybe it's just my personality and it does vary from personality to personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think these kids are under some pressure, which then is starting to create. We're seeing more mental health right issues and I, in the school. And of course, you've got things going on at home. That's a whole nother topic. That's, yeah. But within the schools itself. Yeah. Look at the increase in guidance counselors we've had. We're not talking about like career readiness mm-hmm. counselors. We're talking about like the emotional. Yeah. And we and it's like and it's hard because like I'm a trained counselor. I'm not like trained trained counselor. I have all that experience. Like I'll be able to get like a LPC, a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. But I do have some training when it comes to um, counseling skills. If you didn't know, I'm a school counselor in Northern Virginia. So. Thank you. I can help you out to a point, but after a certain point, I you gotta go out and get, you know, somebody who is who has more training than I. And you know, I would love to have that training, but at the same time, it's like at the school level, there's a come to a point where I have to stop. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it's too much happening. And I'm like, what I can't help out because I'm in the school. So my I only can go but to the school outside the school doors. Right. And once I'm outside those school doors, that's when it stops. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it's supposed to be. And of course, you know, you have school counselors and you have teachers that are helping out in the community. Yeah. And that, that that's kind of different. That's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to like the access of mental health yes. and get helping out, I can provide resources and I can try to help you in the best way that I know how. But a lot of that leans onto the families. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I was uh, reading on the CDC that... Uh, is a 7.1% of children, you know, from the ages of 3 to 13 year, years old. That's roughly 4.5 million children. Mm-hmm. They, you know, suffer from anxiety. I can see that. I can see that. 3.2%, you know, depression. I see that too, every day. The, the, the age range is what got me 3 to 17. Yes. I don't. I can't speak for the younger ages. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm middle school and up. Yeah, know? I only can speak from when they start high school. Some kids start at 14, 14 and up, um, or thirteen and up. Wherever they, whatever age they start high school. Um, like I only can, you know, speak to that. So I only can speak from up from, you know, fourteen high school age. Should I say about what I'm seeing and what my kids are dealing with mental health wise and. It can come from, you know, a slew, what, like, the theories on why we are seeing these things. So, it's like, it could be, it'd be like not being taught the social-emotional skills at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the social, if you don't know what social-emotional um, skills are, or social-emotional learning is the process through which individuals understand and manage emotions, set and achieve positive goals, and feel and show empathy for others, establish and maintain positive relationships, and make uh, make reasonable decisions. So really what that's looking like is can that student, does that student have self-awareness? Can they recognize when something's going on with them? Mm -hmm. Can they address that? Um, Self-management, can they regulate their emotions, their thoughts, things that are happening out um, outside of themselves? Can they handle those things? 
um, social awareness, what's going on with their friends and their peer groups within their class, within the school, within, you know, the larger society kind of thing. Um, and relationship skills, you know, can you have a conversation and not pop off mm -hmm. with a teacher, with a friend, with your parents, with anybody within society? And you, I'm seeing a re an issue with these increase, in my opinion, in the mental health and to the reason why is, do you think these kids are being taught these social emotional skills? And that's my whole thing. When it comes to nurturing, I do not believe in coddling. However, mm -hmm. we're also not teaching them how to adapt to these uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. The situations where you get stuck and you were trying to dig your way out. Mm -hmm. I see that, yeah. And then we have to also realize that we're not always going to agree. It's just impossible between teacher to teacher, mm -hmm. teacher to student, student to you know, student. It's not always going to be that way, but we need to talk about how to handle those situations. You're right, because I'm when it comes to self-management, these kids, like, they don't know how to deal with guilt. They don't know how to deal with shame and how do I become motivated again? And um, they don't want to be a disappointment, um, the sadness, anger, loss of thoughts. Um, you know, which are all valid reason. Like, I'm not asking these kids to, um, you know, I'm not asking these kids to have all the answers. That mm -hmm. I'm not asking that. And I know I'm asking them hardcore questions like, what do you need from me? What is going to help you kind of deal? And some kids, it's hard to have that question, answer that question due to some of the things that used to help them doesn't help them anymore. Right. So that when you get it. older, there's a whole bunch of, you know, yeah. different problems. So it's like, like what is what about self-management what about self-regulation is like it, what where is that gap mm -hmm. you know where what's happening and it's hard when i'm having these one-on-one -on -one conversations with the kids it's like some of them are able to express their emotions but the gap too is like okay how do we overcome these emotions mm -hmm. and it sucks in my position because my thing is i gotta get them back to class right yeah. that's that's what sucks and i'm all about like granted i will give kids breaks they can mm -hmm. you know sit in the, my office they can sit in um the little lounge area and like decompress and be and just like be them because you sometimes you you got a lot going on and you can't focus in class i do the whole go get water yeah and yeah, do just that. take a walk take you a know walk, go to the bathroom mm -hmm. like yeah we tell these kids all these times but what happens when they, they, they run out. Yeah. They like, it's like, it's not working anymore. Like it works for a week. Mm -hmm. It works for a month. Then it stopped. Yeah. So it's, it's like, where's that gap? Um, you know, like I said, we kind of, kind of already touched on this, like the pressure, another theory on why is like the pressure environment. Mm -hmm. Um, their parents, they don't know how, I think some of their parents are not all parents. Some parents are cool, but some parents are like, Oh, you gotta get an A. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get a, you gotta get an A. I was about to say, you gotta get a B. Or you got to be passing. Or you got to have yeah. a C above. And, you know, there's, some of these parents, they have realistic expectations. And just those, some some of these students, they just don't want to live up to that. Because that's not for them. Because mm -hmm. maybe it's, they don't want to go to college. Maybe they mm -hmm. just don't know what they want out of life yet. But at the same time, it's like, Lord Jesus, get a D. You know, mm -hmm. D's, get the, D's get diplomas. And C's get degrees. Okay. Um, I know what <laughs> I was in fifth grade and the first time that I got I think it was like a C on my report card and it wasn't like a final grade mm -hmm. you know you get those like interim grades I got a C on my report card and I lost it I mean hyperventilating asthma attack back to back mm -hmm. they had to call my mom 
And I was like, please don't call her. She's going to kill me. This and this and this and this and this. And I remember when, you know, my mom was like, put her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Put her on the phone right now. And the first thing she said was, what is wrong with you? What, what's wrong Why with you? Why are you upset? It's a C. But a C. A C. But and I was too- stressing myself out. Yeah. Some of those parents aren't like that, though. Right. And, and that- I had, But I had that, like, unrealistic image of my mom. Like, yeah. she's going to... And I'm probably listening to other kids who saying this stuff. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill me. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? And she I said, think- did you do your best? Yes, ma'am. Did you try your hardest? Yes, ma'am. You gave it everything? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Then at the end of the day, I'm happy. And I think she took me to, like, Denny's or something afterwards. <laughs> I'm so weak. No, but that's the thing. But that's the thing I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, the, so that's that code back into the social emotional learning right. kind of thing and like self regulation and trying mm-hmm. to that self awareness of like what's going on and yeah. self management of your emotions. Yeah. And and I get it that sometimes you know you gonna you gonna react like that because you don't want to be a disappointment. Right. But at the same time, like and you learn from that. At the same time, some of these kids can't get a B. They can't get a seat, and it can be right. due to the parents, or it can be due to the pressures they put on themselves, yeah. and they don't know how to let that go. Um, let's talk peers, because they always worry about what the next person doing. Yes, I hate what? when I give out, you know, I give out like, my tests like face down or whatever mm-hmm. homework assignments. Look, I got uh, a sixty-seven. Don't, don't you ain't gotta announce that. I think that's fine, because you know some kids, you know, they are. No, I'm not talking about the number itself, mm-hmm. but like I feel like. Um, it's the whole like, would you get? Would you mm-hmm. get? It don't even matter. It don't matter. Cause honestly, I don't particularly care about the grades themselves because mm-hmm. I just I have to give them. I want to That's know. True. I do reflection pieces, so I want to know what did you learn. Mm-hmm. It's not really about the grade for me, cause maybe you didn't check off all the boxes. I told you to do this and you skipped that. So yeah, I had to take off points because rubrics are a thing for a reason. Mm-hmm. However. I want to do a reflection piece so I can make sure that you actually learn something from it. Mm-hmm. I didn't make you do this useless assignment and none of you got anything. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I So, that. yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, what'd you get? I got this number, but that number doesn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like students don't realize it, but they can put pressures on that kid. I got a 98, I got a 98, and they're sitting there with a 57. They say, I got to do better than that. No, boo, you don't got you don't got to get a 98. My thing is I tell my kids all the time, like, please, like, I know sometimes I, for some of my kids, I'm like, look, you just got to get a D. And then some kids, I'm like, okay, start at a C. Mm-hmm. Then work your way up to a B. Yeah. Then work your way up to an A. It's the climb. But yeah. And that's like, that's going to another thing of like, it's the race to nowhere. To nowhere. These kids always going, trying to, it's a, boo. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You just got to do what's good for you. That's true. Yeah. So if you're, say you're making Ds and you want to, you know, like you said, take that mm-hmm. next step. Let's go to C. Let's then go to a B if we can. Let's go to an A. And it say you cap at a B. Just be happy that you gave it your all. Mm-hmm. You know, you try. If you you know you want to seek tutoring, this or that, go to the teacher after hours. Do all of that. But at the end of the day, just know that you gave your all and be proud of that. That's the growth. But the, what? But what's that gap? Are they able to do that? Do you think they can do that? Yes. Some of my students. Some. But what about the ones that are dealing with mental health and depression and anxiety? And that's fine. That's why they do what they can do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reach, you know, you mm-hmm. do what you can do. Mm-hmm. We make the A where you have to be. But if their thing is, yo, I'm sitting here with F, D's and F's, you know, I just want to make C's. Mm-hmm. That's what you, you know, try to motivate for. How can we help? How can we do this in a non-stressful way? 
manner. Uh, as, look, you have to do what's good for you. This is your goal. This yeah, is what you want to reach. That. That's the issue. Because we're not preaching that. I'll be preaching that all day. And some of these kids, it still be like one ear out the other. And I'm because like, you're not the only factor. I know. You got so many other people telling them, you know, I made an egg. What you doing? Uh, it just pissed me off that's why I'm telling you like I'm like look Lord Jesus it's not the end of the world it's a B it's a C you failing okay let's let's do better yeah let's do better next time let's try something new next week yeah let's that, a new strategy but it's like there's there could be multiple theories on why and what's like what's going on like I don't like where to start where to end where these kids like are having these issues with trying to deal with their mental health because they see you know they see other people thriving and they wondering why they not thriving I, you just hit on something for me I think it's also are they going somewhere to talk about it the feelings that they're feeling mm-hmm. when I was in school I had no idea that I had anxiety mm-hmm. you know I, I had no it had so many signs that was pointing that I had like a you know something that I need to talk to to someone about mm. and I never did because I didn't really you know, back then it was different but I didn't really know what anxiety was I didn't know who I could turn to it was just kind of like you're crazy you know mm-hmm. and then you know just try to push through it on your like alone so I feel like that is another big thing that you don't have to do it alone you know um and with that thing with that being said like I was reading an article talking about talking about um school or is an ideal place mental health service to the youth yeah mm. and i don't know how i feel about that because uh, uh, repeat that for me one more it time says schools are the best place or the ideal place for mental health resources or services for the youth ideal but some people don't think it's ideal they think it's the end all end all be shot and it's like I don't know. I'm like, yes, we're able to provide them resources, great resources, and it's all about them accessing it. Mm-hmm. But at, on the flip side, I feel like they want us, they want something more from us. Mm-hmm. Like, I have had multiple times where I had to do what is known as a Columbia on a student, is a suicide risk assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, and these students, they, they have a breakdown. So a part of my job is if a student is a harm to themselves or harm to others, or they just tell me something that I can't, I have to tell their parents. I'm required to tell their parents. So right. when I do a Columbia, mm-hmm. I have to tell these parents. Mm-hmm. And some of these kids look at me and have mental break, like they break down further. Yeah. Cause it was like, you got to tell my mom, you got to tell my dad. Yes. And it's like the kids and sometimes the parents, they yeah. want us to do more than what we the like the school requires of us and I think I kind of I'm the same way you know studying to get my degree I'm like what can I do more what can I do more Mm -hmm. I gotta save the world I have to save every child when these students leave just like I do and there's a whole other world outside of those walls of that classroom that I can't I can't make up for that no I can do my part but I'm a piece to that puzzle Mm -hmm. You know, educators, we're a piece to the puzzle, but we, we're not the whole picture. And some of them think we're, some of them kids, and Grant, maybe because the kids think us we're the whole picture because maybe we're that first person yes. in their life. And we do have an important role yeah. as that first person that kind of, you know, introduces them to yeah. this social-emotional learning and skills on how to be in a 
adult, you know? Hopefully become, you know, a productive adult in society. Right. But definitely, yeah, I think, yeah, we are that first person. But at the same time, it it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the one who has to destroy the house. Right. I'm the one that has to open that conversation up with the parents. Mm -hmm. Because some of these kids, they can't have that conversation. And they come to me thinking that I'm supposed to keep that confidential. And to a degree, I can keep certain things confidential. But between me and you. Legally, like you said. Yeah, but legally, when it when you telling me you want to hurt yourself mm-hmm. or there's something going on in the home or you just like there's something like you just can't no longer keep inside and I'm afraid it might go somewhere else. Yeah. I have to let the parents know. And you know, I hate that part. Yeah. Because you never know what you're going to get. Because sometimes you get the parent, they be like, I'm going to be on this. Yeah. That's what I need. And mm-hmm. then you get the other side of the parent, and you start thinking, like, the other parent, like, what? My child? And I think this is where a cult, sometimes a culture piece does come into this play because they're like, they got everything. Mm. But what does everything mean? Right. Just because they got everything under the sun doesn't make somebody happy, you know? And I think. And, and from a point, some of these parents are coming from other countries, mm-hmm. uh, or some of these parents are coming from um, growing up from nothing and making something of themselves, like my parents. Mm-hmm. My parents really didn't have that much growing up. It's, I know, especially for my mom. Like, she didn't, they didn't have that much. And now, and when she had me and my two sisters, she was providing everything under the sun for us. Mm-hmm. Everything that she could possibly provide right. for us. And I felt like when I was going through my stuff, when I was going through my depression, through my anxiety, and trying to figure out my own sexuality, mm-hmm. I felt like a disappointment. Yeah. Because they were giving me all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do I how do I approach this? And like some my a lot of that's a lot of my depression, anxiety, and my sexuality did not really come out mm-hmm. until I was out of the house. Yeah. And like my parents and my mom would be like, What? What's that? I don't understand. And it's like it's hard to be like the person you who's going through it mm-hmm. and then try to explain to the person, to your parents or to your friend or maybe to your counselor who, who might have a better understanding, but specifically to your parents who yeah. don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So I'm as a counselor in that position now having to be the one to explain to the parents what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like. And I think that's another stress that, you know, we, we went through that ourselves mm-hmm. where we don't want to talk to anybody because it is hard. It is. It's extremely hard. And I feel like that's just another layer to the the stress. It is. And it's just, I don't know. Because we're carrying that all on ourselves. And that's what a lot of these kids are doing until they come to me. And I'm the one that, some of them I think are grateful. And I tell them all the time, like, look, you can be mad at me. I don't care. I'm still be your counselor at the end of it all. And I'm still going to care about you. And I'm still going to check in with you. But at the end of the day, like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And it hurts. So that kind of just like. Like, what, it just, like, I was talking about this one of my colleagues, and she gave me the question of, like, when, when did um, the focus of school become mental health, um, substance about, and learning about substance abuse and all that good stuff, rather than about education? And I think to a point to, like, my, I think, I've been thinking about it for a while. Like, learn, teaching these kids about mental health and other things that's going on, that is about education. 
that's yes. educating them. And then not every school is like that either. That, yeah, not because every school. We, you know, we're saying education, education is a general mm-hmm. term, but not every school is like that because I feel like a lot of my students could use a little bit more information, maybe mm-hmm. at the middle school level, but at the high school level, mm-hmm. a little bit more information, and they're not getting that. So they're yeah. going outside of the trade professionals like you who could mm-hmm. offer resources, uh, just a little discussion, breaking down information, things like that. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, but like you said, besides that, beyond that, it is a part of educate. Yeah. We're educating on so many different fields than history, science, Definitely. English, and math. Definitely. But I also, I think there's another layer to it talking about like, are we dealing with too much? Like you gave yeah. us, a, you gave us those statistics, and to be honest, those statistics probably can be a little bit higher now. Yes, these were pulled from 2018. Sorry, so, I should have said that. No, CDC fine. 2018. CDC 2018. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, and those numbers are probably higher. Yeah. I don't know by now. how much, but. But you're talking about 2 million children facing depression and 4.5 with anxiety. Yeah, and we couldn't even find the numbers on, like, how many th- how many of those kids you think getting help? That. Or or they're getting help, but are they going to their appointments consistently? Because mm-hmm. that, that, bruh, that's a whole nother different kind of conversation. And it's like, back to, like, my point of, like, the, the school being, like, the ideal place or the place. Yeah. It just sucks because I think, like, I create these great relationships with these kids. Mm -hmm. But I can't, as a school counselor, I can't, I don't know all the resources. And I'm always trying to figure out what's going to work for these kids. Because it's different case by case, student by student, yeah. And, like, I'm, like, my form of, my therapy is talk therapy. I'm not really giving these kids, like, like, I'm giving them, like, yeah, do try uh, mindfulness, try this, try that, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not really trained to a, to a, a, per, a point where I really can provide them resources. But I'm like, but if I was, am I supposed to be giving them these things? If they're supposed to be getting outside counseling? Like, my job as a role as a school counselor is to advocate, to support, and, you know, be there to help them, to guide them kind of thing. But at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning more into mental health. And, like, that's fine because sometimes on that educational part, like, when kids are looking at colleges, mm-hmm. it's like, that's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Like, that's, when I said that's a whole complete different conversation and kids got to have this and that and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I feel like I'm also leaning more into the mental health because a lot of these kids are having crisis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what can I do in this situation? Come fix them. How can I get you to 255? Yeah. And then after 255, when you go home... <laughs> Are you going to be all right? Right. And when I see you tomorrow, are you going to be in the same frame of mind? Educational staff, we're like a paper. You know, we might be the intro and we might fill in, you know, you find us in little pieces of the body, but we can't Mm -hmm. make up the whole paper. That's true. I don't know. It's like, I think, look, y'all, we talking about a lot and we diving in deep into a lot. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm... I hope you can hear that. I'm passionate about this. And I'm trying to, we both trying to figure out these answers. Because we really love the future. We care about the future. We want to, you know, work with the rising people who are going to take over our society one day. And it's just, I don't know. And I guess that's why I get so, you know, I get concerned because I look at these faces, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And all the weight that they're carrying. It's a lot. 
And then they taken that and they taken that to high school. Yes. And now they like they now it's like, oh, once I get to ninth grade, it's all about I gotta get to college. Mm-hmm. And then they're keeping their bottling things inside and not knowing how to self-regulate their own emotions, yeah. which I'm not expecting them to know how to regulate all their emotions. That's that's a process all on itself. Yes. Way into adulthood. Like mm-hmm. shit, I'm still trying to deal with my uh, emotional regulation. Okay. Right. I, I was talking to my mom the other day, you know, dealing with my own issues, and I was trying to explain like a problem that I was having, and I just stopped and said, Can we talk about this later? Because mm-hmm. I just felt like I wasn't, you know You can't put sometimes you can't put things into words. words. So that's why I said let's just stop here and let me just reevaluate self, you know, reflect yes. and then I'll come back to you and I'll break it down once I just put it into words but i'm still i'm 23 and i'm still figuring that yes, out yes so you i get that you need a time to process mm-hmm. but some of these i think some some things for like the bare bone things like getting a failing grade yeah dealing with drama between friends some of these things should they should be able it, yeah. to do but at the same time and i'm saying don't come to me for advice because maybe you you kind of know what to do but you like stuck in the middle that's uh-huh. what i'm not saying i'm saying that some of these kids sometimes don't know what to do yeah. and have no idea and that's where we need to really get in that classroom and start teaching those pieces of social emotional learning mm-hmm. all right guys so it's i think we've been talking about a lot and i can <laughs> tell you i don't even know where to end this conversation but i think i want to end it kind of like here and like you said this is part one and the part two is going to come out next week or the following mm-hmm. week Look, y'all, we, we got this. It's coming. All right? Yeah. Look, be blessed that we record it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just so passionate about this because I see these kids, and there's just so, you're talking about millions, millions. with anxiety and depression. Shit, probably even more than that. And a lot of these cases are talking about how it's, you know, starting within the school. It's starting within the school and the pressures that we're putting on them. So, I think, like, next week, we're definitely going to hit on, like, so what's next? Yeah. Like, what do what, we do? What do we do? Or like ideas of like, what do we do? So, and we're not saying that educators, counsel, we have to do it all because we mm-hmm. just we, it's impossible. Yeah. However, where do we start? Where do we start? And again, we're only two people, and we these are our opinions. Yeah, based on what we're seeing. Yeah, and, and our experience. You yeah. heard we saw two different things yeah. on a lot of these, you know, situations. So yeah, so I think like regardless, like if you got kids. Or is you going through it yourself, like, check in, like, get help. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, there are resources out there. If you're dealing with mental health, if you just need somebody. It's like, going to therapy is great, even if you think you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Going to somebody just to talk. Talk. Just to get that shit out. Because they're trained to help you put those things into words. Not even put into words sometimes, mm-hmm. just to listen. Yeah. Because sometimes you might not even have somebody in your life that wants to listen. Listen. they always about giving you the answer or giving you advice mm-hmm. um and if you do know kids who might be in a situation cousin niece nephew kids you you know your own kids yes just ask them how they're doing ask them and i'll give you some like if you if they just tell them like they can talk to you mm-hmm. they got people at the school they can talk to or somebody in their family or in their life they feel comfortable talking to but it just remember you need to give them and i learned this in school my graduate degree you give them some love not l-o-v-e that's great but i'm talking about l-u-v listen understand and validate you gotta Mm -hmm. listen to what they're going through you gotta try to at least try to understand it try to see it from their perspective and validate their feelings validate their emotions don't try to go to don't try to go from a to z 
you know, give them the answer. No, you need to help them work through it. You need to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay? We're teaching here. Yes. Not hand-holding. Not hand-holding. And yet, in some things, you can go from A to Z. Like, don't tell them that. Don't do that. That's fine. But I'm talking <laughs> about when we going through, like, when they come to you and talk about mental health and, like, they're stressed out. And it could be nothing. Like, they could just be stressed out because they've that, got some test anxiety or mm-hmm. they, like, they don't know what's about to happen at school tomorrow. That's but, C. <laughs> because they, yeah. they're, they're, they don't know what's, they don't know, they're nervous about a class or whatever it may be, like. It's such a crucial time in their life, yeah. Sit down and talk with them and try not to put so much pressure on them. Um, Because I can tell you right now from a a son's point of view, maybe you can speak from your point of view, Mm -hmm. but I think some of these kids are out here trying damn near hard not to feel like a disappointment. Right. And some of these kids who do feel like a disappointment, some of them work hard trying to make sure they don't feel like that. And others, they just accept it and don't care. Um, but I think, you know, next week, we definitely going to touch on some more. So, guys, please join us next week. We're going to talk about solutions. Yes. Well, our solutions, I think. Um, <laughs> Unless you guys want to give us some more. We're open to those. Yes. DM us. Please. Tweet us. Please. Talk to us. Follow us. Rate and subscribe, y'all. Oh, did you see? We got like five stars on Apple Podcasts. What? Yes. What? So let's kind of like, let's kind of end this on a happy note. All right? Yes. And let's, um, you know, give me some positive. What, what's some positive that happened today? Oh, you, Lord. You don't got I took a really long pause. <laughs> I um, thought. <laughs> I was watching you, okay? Wow. Um. No, I think me just waking up this morning. Amen. I woke up this morning, put yeah. my shoes on my feet, mm-hmm. got in my car, mm-hmm. and I drove to my job. Okay. Saw my beautiful students. All right. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. Can I, can I get another one? Amen. amen. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Um, I think my positive is I love my shirt. My yes. Protect Black Girl Magic. Protect Black Girl Magic. Protect Black Girl Magic. We're going to do an ASMR video. Y'all not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I got this. I probably, should, I probably should post this. Yeah, um, we'll post but, pictures on Instagram. Yeah. So check us out. Problematic tea. Problematic tea. Um, but I got this from a uh, who. I don't look. Follow us. You know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's problematic tea time. Look, we hot. We hot ass mess. I know. Um, but I got this from um, a company called um, or an individual called her her program not program her industry her tag name is Sad Black Black. Woman? Oh shit. I'm gonna have to tag y'all in it. But she got some great creations. So please go follow her. Go to her website. These are great teas. Like, <laughs> it's Black History Month, y'all. Okay? All right. Play that music, boo. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.